Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Wednesday, Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Weldon. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on around us. And as we all know, as I always say, there's a lot of stuff going on around us today. It's true. Well, um, I just want to let you know that God is still in control regardless of all the things that has been happening uh, in our countries, and our, uh, our nations, and our cities, and local areas. I just want you to know that God is still in control, and he's capable of bringing us through victoriously each time. So well, well, today I want to go back, and I want to talk to you about old paths. This is Old Paths Part 3. On the Old Path series, I'm trying to get you to see where we come from in God and where we need to stay and where we don't need to go. Old paths are important because it is the path that takes us into eternal life. And that's what I want to talk to a little bit more about. Uh, old Paths Part 3, bow your head. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time of service. I thank you for what you're getting ready to do. I thank you for the lives you change. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for leading us down the old path and guiding our steps each day. I claim victory and thank you for touching every liberal soul under the sound of my voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. Get your Bible. Get your Bibles today. And we're going to talk about Old Paths. It's election time. It's been election time in the United States. And everybody come out making promises of what they're going to do for you. And if they win the election, what they're going to do for you, if they become governor, if they become a senator, and so on and so forth. Then we have the 2024 presidential election. And as we have the 24 uh, presidential election, they're going to come out swinging. One individual said he's going to run again. Y'all already know what you're going to get when you get that. But I want you to know that the path of God has not changed. The path of God, the path to righteousness, the path to holy living, and the path to eternal life has not changed. No new people go in office. Some people are reelected. But this path has not changed and its leadership has not never changed. That's what I like about the old path of God. The old path has the same leader, the same authority, the same power, the same deliverance that it had before. Unlike your countries we live in, the leaders change. Either they become better or they become more corrupt. Then when you got dictatorships, you have one person that's in charge running everything and telling everybody what they think they should do. And sometimes they don't do it themselves. But I want to let you know that in the reality of God's word, he don't change. He is not like us. He said, I'm the Lord that God that changes. No, I don't change. 
I don't change my name to satisfy you. I don't change my life to satisfy you. He's not like that. Some people change their name because they don't want certain people to find them. Some people change their hair just so they can look younger or whatever the case may do, but God don't change. Preachers are preaching about prosperity. Preachers are preaching about success. Preachers are preaching all kinds of stuff. But you need to know about the old path of righteousness. People are preaching the preacher. We're going in higher, higher depth, eh? and we go higher in God. And the people still ain't living right. You ain't going no higher in God if you ain't living right. Get your Bible and let's go to Psalms chapter, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 15. And the read that follow, listen to this. My son, walk thou not in the way of them, refrain thy foot from them. I'll read it again. My son, walk not in the way of them, Refrain thy foot from their path. You hear what the word of God is saying? He's telling you point blank. My son walk not in the way with them. What is he saying? He's telling you not to what? Okay. Psalms 1 and 1 says, Blessed is a man that walketh not in counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now let's look what Proverbs 1 and 15 says. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. You got to figure out which way you really want to go. You got to figure out what path you really want to walk. You have to figure out what path you really want to walk with God. You have to figure out which way you really want to go. Everybody's not going the way of God. Everybody's not going down the path of righteousness, but they're going down the path of being religious. The big difference. Going down the path of being religious offers you all kind of goodies and nothing eternal. Going down the right religious path can bring you prestige, can bring you financial success. Oh, yes, it can. The Bible tells us, my son walked out now in the path with them, those people that don't want to serve God, but they just want to go to church religiously. Why? Because they're doing other things they have no business doing when they're not in church. When I started out, when I got first got saved, there was all kind of people in the church. It was an exciting time in Tabernacle. It was a super exciting time. We had a great time. But then when service was over, everybody went back to their own ways, whether they were living right or living like a dog. And of course, a lot of them were living like dogs. Some of them after service were trying to know what brother they were going to hook up with, what sister they were going to hook up with. I'm telling you the truth. But us that were saying that to make a decision, we're not walking with those people. We're not going down the path that they're going. We're not going that way. Are oh, y'all hearing me? When you say you got to understand something, 
you can't do what everybody else do. I said you can't do what everybody else do. That's what messed a lot of people up. Looking at what other people doing, trying to do what other people doing, and you lose out with God. Proverbs one and fifteen says, "My son walked down not in the way with them. Don't follow him. Don't go with them. They're going to hang out after service." They're going to places where you would never want to be if you wasn't saved. And these people go this way. They have no mind to serve God. They have no heart to serve God. So they do this stuff. But they'll out-sing you. They'll out-pray you. They'll out-quote scripture in you. And they won't serve God. Serving God and a, 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 a past tense for them. They're all excited to be back in the house of God. They're all excited to be back there so they can continue on what they were doing before. But God told you, my son, my daughter, I don't want you walking in a way like that going. Broadway always leads to destruction because it got beautiful bright lights. And you know that when there's bright lights, they blind your sight, even though the lights are for you to see. They blind your vision, they blind your sight when you're driving down a highway at night. And the car is coming towards you. And if the lights are real bright, it blinds your vision on your side to see where you're going, and that's how Broadway is. Broadway blinds your vision that you cannot see, but everybody want to go down Broadway, but God said, don't go that way. He said, don't go down there. Look at the rest of the verse. Proverbs 1 and 15 said, walk, my son, walk down in the way with them, walk out the way with them, refrain your foot from their path. Did you hear that? Refrain your foot. What did he talk about? Don't step the step they step in. Don't go that way. Don't walk that way. Don't walk the way they walking. Don't walk down that path. Don't go the path. You're being warned not to go down that path. Don't go down that path. Don't go down that path. Don't go down that path if you want to obtain eternal life because that path is leading to destruction. Broadways always lead to accident. Why? Why do Broadway have accidents so much? Because of so many cars going past, back and forth. Somebody trying to make a turn. Somebody make the turn fast and run the red light. Accent because it's a Broadway. It's not a small road where everybody got to take their time and go down. See, God has a narrow road that we all have to go. The difference is God way is a narrow road that you have to go on and that you have to walk on. The narrow road is the road that you have to walk on. 
step by step. But in Broadway, the cars are flying, flying fast. Oh my gosh. They're doing 70, 80 miles an hour going sometimes. And then when the light turns, somebody try to run the red light and cause an accident. But when you're going down a narrow road, it's only one way. There's only one way to heaven. One way to God. It's not two-way traffic on that road. It's not two-way traffic. Everybody's going straight towards God. Everybody's going straight towards God. That's why it's narrow. Narrow is the way that leads from the light. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. So there's madness on that road to destruction. That path is leading to destruction. Guaranteed. Ah, here old song they used to sing. Old time song they used to sing. Some of y'all may know it. It says, "Let's go way back, way back in God. Let's go way back, way back in God. Let's go way back, way back in God. Let's go way, way back, way back in God. Let's go way back in holiness." Way back to God, let's go way back to holiness. Way back to God, let's go way back. Way back to God, let's go way back. Way back to God, let's go way back in righteousness. Way back to God, let's go way back in righteousness. Way back to God. They don't sing no songs no more. They don't sing no songs with real meaning about. You walking with God, you going down God's path. Proverbs 1 15 tells us, My son, walk not in the ways with us. Refrain your foot from going down that path. Everybody got Facebook uh, services and Everybody's singing and prophesying on Facebook. I'm going to say this again, and I said it before. All these so-called prophets, now one of them knew the pandemic outbreak was going to take place, and they claim they're in tune with God. They claim they so in tune with God, but not one of them had it in their mouth. I remember when the year 2000 was coming in. I want you to listen to this. It was all over the news. All the computers were going to feel this, was going to feel that, was going to feel this, was going to feel. And a lot of church folks took all their money out of the bank. I knew one individual bought 30 bottles of water. I always made a joke about that. Everybody was going nuts. Worrying about the year 2000, the world was going in all kind of foolishness. So I was getting ready to do, I think it was uh, a Sunday service or something I was getting ready to do. And I think I asked the Lord about that. And he said, look at that man over. He said, uh, take the, uh, the homeless people. 
they're not worrying about the year 2000 coming in. They care less about it. We have no business worrying about the year 2000. Go about your business. So I call him. I talk to one of my friends and said, well, you said you got 30 bottles of water. Might as well take a bath in it. Let me tell you why. Because God is not a man that he should lie. God don't alter his word. He don't change. His path is still the path of righteousness. He's still holy. But the thing I want you to understand today, in 2000, people that went up and down calling Jesus, 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 they were the very people that were worried to have to death. When you know God, you ain't going to sit around worrying about nothing. You're going to trust him to provide and make a way and offer protection for you. When we walk the route that God wants us to walk, we will receive the blessings of God on our life that we're supposed to see. I'm not talking about materialistic blessings. People confuse materialistic blessings with the blessings of God. Anybody can attain materialistic blessings. People think that they got a job or a brain. They tune with God. Not so. Anybody that think they got a house and car, they blessed of God. Not so. Those are materialistic things. Anybody could get them. You work for them, you scam for them, you could get them. True blessing comes through spiritual operation of God. When God ordered you to be blessed, He's going to bless you spiritually and it's going to come into the physical. People can say what they want. God will never change. It doesn't matter. People going, when I'm dead and gone, people going to say what they want, but God's still going to be holy. He's still going to be righteous. He told us not to walk in a way with these people, the way with these ungodly people. He told us not to walk in a way with them. Stay away from self-righteous people. Get around people that really want to serve God, people that want to pray, the people that want to call on God, people that want to live for God. Get around those people. I'm not talking about religious people. But those people are religious. That's all they're interested in. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter. I think that's Psalms. Oh, my gosh. My hand right now. It's terrible sometimes. Hold on, let me just verify that scripture real quick uh, before I give it to you there. That's me and my handwriting sometimes. Woo -hoo, woo -hoo. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Psalm. Let's go to Psalm chapter 17. Psalms chapter 17 and verse 5. Psalms chapter 17 and verse 5. Listen to this. Hold up my goings in thy path that my footsteps slip not. Let's read it one more time. Hold up my going in thy path that my footsteps slip not. Notice what he said. He's talking about going in the path of God. He's not talking about going in the path of man. 
He's talking about walking up the King's Highway of righteousness. He's not talking about walking up the path of man. And then he's asking the Lord, don't let his foot slip. Because he knows when you walk up the path of righteousness, the enemy's going to constantly bring things in to strip you up and slip you up. He's going to try and detour you on the path because he's already lost. You got to understand something about your enemy. He's already lost. He's not going to be redeemed. Don't let him fool you. He's not going to be there is no redemption. He's not going to be redeemed. He's already lost. He already made his bed. It's already made. There's no reversal fortune for him. For you, perhaps, but not for him. So, David is saying here in this verse, hold up my gun, hold up my gun in thy path. When you go to work, you're supposed to be going to work in the path of God. I keep telling you, you should treat your job like ministry and ministry like your job. That's what's wrong. We don't want to do it that way. When you treat your job as ministry, that means you're going to allow God to use you to minister to somebody. When you treat your job like ministry, you're going to be on time to do what you're supposed to do. You're going to get the job done. See, I'm not talking about clock time, neither. I'm not just talking about clock time. I'm talking about being on time with your job. Getting it done. Not fooling around. Not fooling around while you're on the job. Not cutting up with your friends on the job when you should be getting your work done on time. When you treat your job like ministry and ministry like your job, you're going to see a flow. Until then, it'll be just a job and just a ministry. No connection. And then you're going to wonder why God don't bless you on the job. You're going to wonder why God don't bless you on the job. You're going to wonder why some people at your job never come to your services. Don't even tune into your services. Because you don't treat your job like your ministry and your, your ministry like your job. You live two different lives. You live one life for ministry and you live one life for job when you go to work. It's not supposed to be that way, beloved. It's not supposed to be that way. Your life is supposed to simplify wherever you go. The path of righteousness causes your life to simplify everywhere you go where you're an example. I don't care what nobody says. When you are walking down the path of the old highway of righteousness, your life simplifies everywhere you go. Even when you go to the supermarket. <laughs> Even when you go in the bathroom, your life should simplify the way you walk. People don't talk about that, but some people are just nasty. They don't never wash their hands. You ain't going down the path of righteousness. They got cooks that don't go to the bathroom and never wash their hands and they prepare food and people get sick. Did you hear what I said? 
People prepare food and they're going to go to the bathroom and never wash your hand. They hate. That's not going down the path of righteousness. That's going down the path of the devil and nastiness. That's him. He's the spirit of nastiness. That's where that comes from. That's his stuff. Unclean stuff comes from the enemy. That's not from God. Oh, yeah. This scripture does say that God created evil. It's true. God created evil. He did. The Bible said that I created evil. He did. He said, I can't believe you said it. It's true. God created Lucifer. Lucifer lifted himself up with pride and got kicked out of heaven. He became evil. God created Lucifer. That's what the scripture says. If God said he created evil, he created him. God even sent the evil spirit to terrorize Saul, King Saul. Go read the Bible. God controls everything. People think God can't stop the devil from doing something. Stop living in la-la land. God is all powerful. He don't change. Psalms 17 and 5 says, Hold up my God in thy path that my footsteps slip not. You need to have God hold you up. As you walk down the path of righteousness, so you don't slip and fall. Because you know why? For some reason, this is true. Church folks don't hold one another up. We spend our time tearing each other down to see how bad and how low you will go. So we can trash you a little more. Do you hear what I said? Church folks tear each other down instead of lift each other up and trash. They want to see how low you will go. So the psalmist said here, Lord, hold me up. Hold up my God in thy path that my footsteps slip not. Hold up my God in thy path. You got six months to mind your business and six months to leave other people alone. That's 365 days a year. When you find a little simple thing, you can walk down that path. But when you're looking at everybody else, minding everybody else's business, you can't walk down the path. You can't walk down the path of God, minding everybody else's business. You can't. You'll never be able to walk down the path of righteousness while you focus on everybody around you, even the pastor. Don't focus on the pastor. Focus on Jesus Christ. Focus on the word of God. I don't care what these people are doing. I don't care what these prophets are saying. Stick with the Bible. Stick with God's written word. The Bible said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. It don't stand forever. Walking down the path of God means just that. And you need him. To guide your steps. Those of you that are watching this broadcast, this television broadcast, you can visit our website, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org, and you can click on to leave a prayer request. Uh, 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 we have a prayer request page. 
We have our, our testimony page, and we also have a become a partner page to help us with the ministry. You can catch the rest of this uh, broadcast on YouTube uh, under the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated by Pastor Bernard L. Wells. Get the whole message. Catch up with the other messages. Let me pray for y'all watching television broadcast right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask that you touch every living soul under the sound of my voice watching this television broadcast right now. Break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs and help them understand what the old path of righteousness is. Help them get a hold on you that they can walk with you. I bind the hand of the enemy on every hand and claim victory in their life in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's move on. The path of righteousness never changes. That's what I like about God. We age, we get fat, we lose weight, we buy new clothes, we go through motion, we get money, lose money, get money, lose money. Get a wife, dump a wife. Get a husband, dump a husband. We go through all this emotional stuff. But God has never changed. He has never changed his way. He's been holy in the beginning of time, and he'll be holy at the end of time. Look at that verse one more time. Hold up my going in thy path that my feet, my footsteps slip not. That I don't slip down the route that I'm going in the ways of holiness. I got all these people around me, and they tell me all these different things. Lord, hold me up so I don't slip. But I got all these devils around me, all these thinking quakers around me. They're all speaking in tongues and shouting and saying, Yay, to the Lord say, but they're not living up, Lord. Hold me up. That my feet don't slip. Hold me up that I make this journey. Hold me up that I live right. That I walk with God in that I walk with God in righteousness. God said, be holy for I am holy. He said, peace follow all men and holiness without. No man shall see the Lord. I know they teach you all this stuff. You can make it in. I heard some nonsense about they made some new Ten Commandments. Yeah. It ain't got nothing to do with God. God don't change. I want to tell you something. Many people today are having visions of going to heaven, going to hell, and going to other places. Hear me? Many people are having dreams that they went to hell. Many people are having dreams and visions that they went to heaven. Some people die and say that they die when they die, they went to heaven. Some of them die and say they went to hell. They have what they call clinical death. But I want to tell you something. I personally know somebody that really died. He died. He wasn't, uh, he wasn't called dead. He wasn't called clinically dead, even in the morgue. That's right, in the morgue. 
you know, in the morgue where they put the uh, the uh, uh, thing on your toe. Have you on the uh, on the bed on that on that uh, uh, table? You did. He he wasn't up in a hospital room. He was down in the morgue. He wasn't safe. But the Lord Jesus came in that morgue and told him to get up. It, it sounds kind of funny because he did get up when the Lord told him to get up. He got up. He had that white sheet on his behind showing you. <laughs> and uh, a mortician came in. They came in. And when they seen him talking about Jesus, they promised me. Those guys ran for their life. I want to run too. Did you hear me? This man was dead. Not so-called doctor touches post. No, post. He was already in the mall. And the Lord came in that room and told him to get up. And he got up. And he began to run around telling people Jesus say, this man been preaching for almost 50, 60 years. Huh? Having revelation and dreams, being clinically dead, does not change God's word. People are saying that well, I've heard one lady say she went to heaven. She seen, um, I think it was Pizza Hut, and uh, uh, she was naming all the restaurants we got here that was in heaven, and this body, and that body, and this body was there. Oh, it's all real nice. It's all real nice here, all that right. But the thing about this, what people tell you have to meet up with what God's word says. If it don't mean what God's word say, they're dreaming that stuff up. There was no Burger King when Jesus walked the earth. There was no McDonald's when Moses walked the earth. Why would he have a why would he have a Burger King now? A McDonald's, a Wendy's. Stick with the word of God. People are having constant dreams and visions of heaven. Some people are telling the truth. Some people are stretching the truth. And some people are outright dreaming stuff up. Did you hear me? Some people have vision. Some people went to heaven. Some people went to hell. And some people dream up stuff. Some of the people that went to these places stretched it and made it more than it was than what God showed them. That's why I say stick with the word of God. Because you, you, I can't just outright say everybody's lying and say they went to heaven or went to hell. I can't do that because I don't know that. But I'm telling you, stick with the word of God, not somebody's revelation. Stick with the word of God. Go down a path of righteousness for yourself. People pray to see angels, and the scriptures say, don't do that. That's why the Bible says, search the scripture, for in them you think you have eternal life. Many people have testified that they had eternal life, and they found that they did. Search the scriptures for yourself. I know what God, 
truly had to say. When we walk with God down the path of righteousness, we're going to want to seek after God. I was thinking about that. How earlier years of my life, I was always in prayer meeting, fasting, consecrated. I was doing all these things. I, I wasn't hungry for God. I wanted to know God. But seem like I, you've been saved a certain amount of years. You begin to ease up. You don't pray that much anymore. You know spiritual corporate now. You're not going down that path the way you used to go down that path in a hurry and ask God to hold you up so you don't slip your foot. But you now go down corporately looking spiritually good. You now go down that path looking super good. You now dress to the teeth. You now cross those scriptures and make them sound good. But the Bible tells us something very clear. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. But the end is all the way for them. So you got to be careful the path that you're going on. You got to make sure that you are the path for righteousness for the sinning sake of the Lord. Make sure you're on his path. Not somebody else's, not your own. That's your self-righteous path. The path of God does not lead to self-righteousness. That's the devil. You don't slip. You got self-righteous. You got self-spiritual education. Well, you know everything. And none of us know everything. Even though the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun, we don't know everything. When you walk down a path of righteousness, you follow what the scriptures say. You do what the scriptures say. You act upon the scripture. This is why David had asked the Lord to hold him up so his feet would not slip. He already knew trouble was coming. You know what the Bible says? A man that's born of a woman and of a few days is full of trouble. <laughs> a man that's born of a woman is of a few days on this earth, but he's full of trouble. Always got something going on. Always got issues going on. Always got arguments going on. Always making bills. Always making issues. That's what the scripture said. Ever learning? And never coming to the knowledge of the truth of God's word. Nicodemus being a, a, a teacher. Himself, a ruler of the people. This man didn't even know when Jesus said you must be born again. He had no clue. He thought he was going on the path of righteousness, but this man had no clue. Many preachers today have no clue what it really means to be born again. They think it's joining a church organization. That's not salvation. It's never been salvation. Joining a church organization has nothing to do with eternal life. It's just a church organization. People celebrate Halloween. I talk about it all the time. Churches celebrate Halloween. They're doing a bunch of stuff on that day. But yet they claim they're walking down the King's Highway. Nicodemus? Take your time and search the scriptures about Nicodemus. 
Mr. Davis was a ruler of the people. He had no, no, no. Oh my goodness, this is something to think about. Mr. Davis didn't even know that was the living God son. The living God son talking to him. He had no clue. Oh, y'all don't understand what I'm saying today. Nicodemus was a ruler of the people. He had no, number one, no clue that the living God's son was talking to him. Number two, he had no clue what he was talking about. But yet he was a ruler. Yet he knew the scriptures, so he came. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And yet Nicodemus turned around and told him, what do you mean be born again? I don't mind going into my mother's room a second time. And you're just looking at him and you call yourself a ruler and you don't know that? I'm sure not going to tell you. Why should I tell you? He said, that which is born of flesh and flesh and that which is born of spirit and spirit. You must be born again. He still, he didn't understand. The Lord of spirit is trying to get him on this agent register. Nicodemus was going down another path of righteousness, the path of self-righteousness. Nicodemus wasn't going down God's path. He was going down doctrinal path. Many churches today have walked away from the old path of God and going down doctrinal path. An emotional path to heaven. There's no such thing as an emotional path to heaven. But yet many people are going, oh, I feel good. And they're speaking in tongues and jumping up and down. That's not eternal life. The devil jumps up and down and speaking in tongues too. Ah, oh, you got to tell the story the way it is. You can't have to tell the story. The Bible said you'll know them by the fruit that they're bearing. Your life has to bear spiritual fruit. I'm not talking about just getting nobody to go to church. So he said, well, I, I bring people to church. <laughs> How many souls have you led to the Lord, sir? How many times has God directed your path to lead somebody to the Lord? Hmm? He said, bear spiritual fruit. When you're on the path of God, in a path when you're walking and meeting people and guiding them on that path. No path leads to eternal redemption. The wide path leads to eternal damnation and destruction. But the thing that gets me most about this I be watching on uh, Facebook, everybody having their services, and everybody prophesying, and everybody speaking in tongues, but they're not teaching people the whole path. They tell them to get them to jump up and down. We're going higher. We're going higher. And when the people leave, they ain't no better off than they came. They got to come back and get the same thing over the next week. Having revelations do not move God. It's not going. I'm going to tell you something my brother said. My brother made a statement about, a, I think it was an apostle or a bishop. It was interesting. He said that, well, he's dead. Now he's gone. His mission is finished. He's gone. He's not here anymore. That's just his body. It's done with. 
He's gone about his business now. He done left that body. He done completed his job. He's gone. He done went about his business. He done went about where he's going. He already went about. He already went about where he's going to spend eternity. But we must understand that God will always be holy. One of the things I've learned about people is like shortcuts, quick way to make it into heaven. There is no quick way. You must be born again. You must repent of your sins. You must. Not you might. You must repent of your wicked deeds. Many paths people take. People go down this wide Broadway street. I get these nasty women that come on here trying to send all kind of uh, nasty, unclean texts because they got nasty, unclean spirits in them. When you got an unclean spirit in you, you're going to do unclean stuff. You need to get Jesus Christ in your life. And get down the path of righteousness before it's too late. God has given us warning that uh, in a twinkling of a lie, the Lord would return. Those that were ready would be caught up with him. Which path are we going today? We're determined to do what we want to do. And then we want God to go along with it. He ain't going along with your mess. I don't care what church you go to. You live in one life in church building. And then when you get home before your family, you live in a total different life. You go to work, you want you live one way. You go home, you live one way. You go to church, you go to church, you live one way. You just one whipped up cruel, confused person. You all over the place. All these paths that you walk in that don't lead to eternal life. I keep telling people, make your job, your ministry, and your ministry, your job. Live one life. That when you stand before God, you can give account for the path that you walk happily, not sadly. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. Jeremiah chapter 16. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, real quick. Listen to this verse. God saith the Lord, stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk therein. Let's read it one more time. God <clears throat> saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see. Ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. We will not obey God's word. We will not live right. Notice he said, Thus saith the Lord, stand in the ways 
Now, what ways is he talking about? In the way that those churches you've gone to. Go stand in those doorways and ask those preachers. Go ask a misdemeanor. Stand in the ways and see and ask. Ask for the old path of righteousness. Ask for the old path. How do I get to heaven? How do I get eternal life? According to the scripture. Ask. Ask them. Ask them. How can you obtain eternal life? That's what it's saying. Stop saith the Lord. Stand in the ways and see and ask them for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein so you can walk there in the old way. So you can walk in the old path of righteousness for God's sake. Not your pastor's sake. That you can walk before God and obey God's word. That you can attain eternal blessings. Right here. The Bible said no good thing would he withhold from them that walk right in before him. You hear that? He said, no good thing will I withhold from them that walk uprightly before. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered in the hearts of men to think that God has prepared for them that love him. When you love God, you're going to walk down that path. When you love God, you're going to make your job, your ministry, your ministry, your job. You got to understand something God don't change. He's still holy. He's still righteous. He will always be righteous. He will always be God. Act for the old path. And walk therein. Be willing to walk into all paths of God. But you got to ask where that. You got to ask how you get there. Remember that song, honey? Remember that show, uh, Sesame Street? And they used to the song. I always joke around with this song, but it's true. It reminds me that. There was a song that goes, da 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 how to get to Sesame Street. Da, da, da. How to get to Sesame Street. I, it sounds funny. I know I can't sing it that great, but it's funny because it's asking you the song is saying, they're asking how to get there. The kids wanted to know how to get to Sesame Street. They were asking. And it's the same thing we're supposed to do. We're supposed to ask how. Can we get to the old path of God? How can we obtain true eternal life and not, uh, oh my goodness, and not religious life? We got to obtain eternal life, not religious life. All the churches are opening back up. Everybody pull it off their mouth. Bring it all over you. But they're not asking for the old paths. They're not asking for the path that leads to righteousness. They're not asking for those paths that lead to godliness, 
that leads to victory in Jesus. They're asking, Pastor, what can I do in the church? Pastor, can I join the choir? Can I be on the pastor's aid committee? Can I be on this? I want to be in charge of that. I want to do this and I want to do that. But they're asking about the old path of righteousness. And some of the pastors have no clue of what the path of righteousness is. I'm not kidding you. I know the story of a, um, a pastor. A pastor of the church for 25 years. 25 years. And never knew God for himself. Never was saved. He could never direct those people down a path of righteousness because he didn't know what it was. He knew religious stuff. He went to a seminary. But he didn't know about the path of righteousness. Because most seminaries are teaching theological stuff. I remember a kid was going to one of the seminary schools here where I left. And what happened was. Uh, one of the brothers started praying, and, and one person started crawling on the floor like a snake. They started slithering around like a snake, making sick sound, acting like that. But they were demon possessed. They were all fine when they were sitting in the chair. But when they started praying, they, all of a sudden, they stuck. They scratch, all, all kind of crazy stuff, uh, slithering around like a snake, a real snake. So she was scared to death because she got too deep. He done put more than she could chew. Mm -hmm. He bit more than she could chew. She was going to do it on a theological turn. But once she got there, she couldn't see the devil I go. She was ready to go. She dropped out. She was out of there. She was out of there. You can't do this religiously. You got to get on the path of righteousness. You got to get on the path of godliness. You got to, I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm telling you, you got to get Christ Jesus in your life. You got to allow Christ Jesus to save you. You got to allow Christ Jesus to deliver you and bring you out of your mess. Not somebody else. Because we're quick to blame everybody else for our problems. We're quick to blame everybody else for our sins and our errors and our crimes. We're quick to blame other people for things that we did. We're quick to blame other people for errors and mistakes that we did. We're still hiding things that we haven't told yet. Secret sin. Secret scam. Secret lies. And when you walk down a path of righteousness, you walk down a path of righteousness to walk with God in godliness. You walk down that path because you want to go down the path of God. And you want to get to know who God is for yourself. Not based on me, not based on nobody else. You want to get to know who God is. You want to go down that path. You want to walk down the king's highway. You want to get to know who God is for you. That's how I was. I wanted to get to know God for Bernard. There was no Pastor Wells back then. It was Bernard. I wanted to get to know God for me, not nobody else.
when we walk with God truthfully, we're going to get the results we want. But when we keep standing and whamming and whamming and climbing, we're never going to receive true kingdom blessing. It is something to think about. It's something to think about that we miss out on God blessings because of our disobedience. I try to get you young people to understand that you must be born again. You must be willing to accept what God's word says. Stop lying to yourself. Y'all run behind philosophers. Y'all running behind professors. These people don't even know God for themselves. You take their word about God's word. You say, well, they know stuff. They've been around a little, they've been around longer than God. They've been around longer than God. God smack them upside their head, they won't know nothing. I remember I went to, when I went to college, I went for a course. One of the courses I was taking in college. And the professor didn't give the right information. So I didn't know, my wife had to explain to me later, but it was too late. I didn't know that you don't correct a professor when they're wrong. So it was a computer class and uh, a web development class and uh, the professor was doing something wrong. I said, no, you not can't do that, that's wrong. I thought I was doing something big telling her she was wrong. She said, oh, thank you. Well, she gave me an A and not an A plus. Because I told her she was wrong about what she was doing, even though I was right. So I'm telling you, those professors don't know everything. They may fool you and think they do. They don't. But I thought this woman, she she doesn't got big or she's a big time professor. I thought she knew it. He didn't know that she didn't even know it. I knew what she needed to know. And I showed her. I actually showed her. But I didn't know. I should have just kept playing stupid and dumb and didn't show her. I would have got any plus. My point is tonight, what path are you journeying on? Whose path are you journeying on? Where do you expect that path to take you? Where, Where do you expect that path to take you to? Where do you want that path to lead you to? We all take many paths in life. Yes, we do. When we want to go to certain destinations, we take certain paths. We go down Smith's path or we go down Johnson's path when we want to get to certain buildings. But when we want to go down God's path, we have to go his way. When we want to obtain eternal life, when we want to obtain blessings and deliverance from God, we have to follow his path. Now, I want to explain something about deliverance. Just because a person goes and gets delivered, somebody prays for them and God delivered them, they don't mean they have salvation. It means that they got delivered. Because the goodness of Lord, the goodness of the Lord leadeth every repentance. It doesn't mean that the person is saved because somebody prayed for them and God delivered them. A lot of people get crossed up with that. 
because somebody prayed for them to get delivered from uh, arthritis or uh, cancer. Now they feel they say that's not salvation, that's healing. That's deliverance. That's not salvation, they're different. Salvation is accepting Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Asking God to heal you and you heal you is healing. They're two different things. They're two different paths. I know people that have got blessed by God. I know one man right, well, he passed away by now. I know one man that got into a terrible car accident. And he promised God, if God spared his life, he would stop drinking alcohol. That's what he said. That's what he told me. He was going to stop drinking alcohol. So I was confused when I seen him one day. He was drinking beer. He said, well, I said, I wouldn't drink no more alcohol. He was still drinking his beer. But he never got saved. He acknowledged God spared his life from that car wreck, and he said he would never drink alcohol again. And he didn't. He just drank beer. I just see no difference. He didn't obtain salvation. He just kept the promise that he wouldn't drink no more scotch, no more Bacardi, and all that other stuff. But he didn't go eternal life. It's just an agreement and promise he made. He kept. You're watching and listening to this broadcast today. You need to make up in your mind. Make up in your heart. Today, what path you going to go? What path you want to go? You could go down Broadway. I'm going to tell you it's going to lead you to destruction. You could go down a narrow path. I'm going to tell you it's going to lead to eternal life. You got to know which path you want to go. You have to know which path you really want to go. You got to, nobody else got to know for you. You got to know for you. Nobody else got to know. This is the path that leads to eternal life. Broadway have too many books. Did you hear that? Broadway has too many books to hold up in your hand. There's books and computers for you to go down the computer highway, the super highway. Uh, so you can learn more how to code and do this and do that. Then you have financial books. It goes out of Broadway. Or you can become the top financial financer, blah, blah, blah. You can get the doctor's books. There's so many books that leads down Broadway. And all of them, every single one leads to eternal destruction if you have not picked up the main book while you're on that route. And then let your job become your ministry and your ministry become your job. The life you live will always speak to you. The route you take in life will always talk and speak for you. The things you do is going to speak louder than the words you say. Why out of the way in the business? I wanted to go to Gordon Ramsay's restaurant. Oh, yes, I did. I did because I watch it. I love cooking shows, so I watch the show. Wacky, 
His language is out of this world. Put your fingers in your ears. Horrible. But he wasn't at the restaurant we went to. So some of the business colleagues that I was with, I didn't know them personally. I just met them that night. While I was at that business meeting, uh, um, I had the opportunity to uh, get booked at Gordon Ramsay restaurant. I was all excited. I wanted to check out his steak, of course. But while we were outside waiting, uh, 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 the person, the wait person, uh, uh, the door person said, oh, y'all can come in and sit by the bar. I didn't hear them, but that's what it was told. So the girl said, okay, come on in, Bernard. Everybody, we're going in. I, didn't, I wasn't addressed to Pastor Wilder. They called me um, Mr. Wilder Bernard. So we, uh, we went in, and um, they said, oh, we're going to stay at the bar 12 table. And I said, I'm not sitting at no bar. I'm not sitting at no bar. She looked at me. I'm a pastor. I'm not sitting at no bar. She looked at me, but, 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 but I said, I'm not sitting at the bar. That's final. So somebody come in here to watch my television broadcast. Not only that. Somebody I know me come in here and say, what is he doing at the bar? Don't even say. And they order a drink. So the girls said, oh, okay. We're going to go back outside and wait. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they got to stay. I was going back outside. I wasn't, get, I wasn't sitting at no bar. Because the Bible said, don't let your good be evil spoken of. That's what the scripture said. Learn what the word of God says. So when it was time for us to sit down, we went to the table. So everybody was ordering what they were going to drink. So I ordered uh, a coffee, I think. Uh, uh, ginger ale, ginger ale. Uh, so they would order drink. So the girl said, uh, oh, 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 is it okay if I order a drink? I said, you go order what you want. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I'm not paying for your bill. You go order whatever drink you want. It ain't got nothing to do with me. That's you, God. I ain't got nothing to do with that. That's your business. But I'm not sitting in no bar with you. Why are you ordering that? Because then they're going to think if I order a ginger ale, they're going to think of something else. I'm not sitting in no bar. You can't let your good people smoke it up. That's why you got to get to know God's word for yourself so you can protect yourself. So you can stay clear in the sight of God. So the enemy can't accuse you. He'll go up there and lie, but don't let him be telling the truth. You here today watching this broadcast and don't know the Lord is your personal Savior today is an opportunity for you to be saved and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Bow your head with me and repeat after me. It's a simple prayer. You get on the right path with God and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come on, come on. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I ask you to save me right now. Guide me on the path of righteousness for your name's sake. I thank you for dying and rising on the third day for me. I accept you now as my personal Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, I thank you for saving me. Now listen, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for every liberal soul that gave their life to you today. I thank you for touching, saving, delivering, and making free. I thank you for breaking yokes. I thank you for delivering. I bind the hand of the enemy from hindering the people from receiving your word. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, we have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.15. And we're back here on Sunday at 5.15.
for Sunday evening service. Come on and join the Lord with us. You can visit our website, www.tabernacleofdeliverance.inc.org. You can leave your prayer request, or you can leave a testimony, and you also can become a partner financially and help the ministry. You could also write to us, the Tabernacle of Deliverance, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. That's the Tabernacle of Deliverance, P.O. Box 535, West Haverstraw, New York, 10993. You can send your love offering there. Please don't send cash. We'll see you on Sunday or Wednesday night.